When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search. But what if you could get rid of the search and just match? You can with Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. This is the Sooner Sports Podcast. Your all-access pass to Sooner Sports. The Sooner Sports Podcast is presented by Allstate. Are you in good hands? And by Riverwind Resort. Riverwind Resort, the place to be. Now, here's your host, Chris Plank. All right, it is game week. Welcome into the Sooner Sports Podcast. My name is Chris Plank, and this is a special edition of the podcast. It is our position preview show presented by OG&E. OG&E, we energize life. Today's episode, we focus on the defense. Obviously, a big-time turnaround last year for Speed D. Let's get perspective from second-year defensive coordinator, Alex Grinch. All right, Coach, I asked you this the other day, but just kind of uh, entering year number two, how much have you feel like, you know, with the guys already buying into your system, you've been able to really hit the ground running? Well, it's been good. And then what you you have is you have advocates to the younger guys as to who we are, uh, what we are, and and, and what we're trying to be. And so instead of just having a group of coaches, you know, trying to in some ways manage uh, a large portion of the roster in terms of buying and all those things. Now you have a large portion of the roster doing some of those things for you. So that, that's an added bonus in year two. Uh, let's talk about some of the guys you got coming back. Uh, D2I uh, played almost every game until the end for you guys. What steps in his game have you seen him take? Well, I think just from a, a practice standpoint, a speed standpoint, and not, not that, you know, lack speed in the past, but I think just the, the, the way he, uh, you know, displays it, you know, play in and play out. You know, certainly a guy we missed at the end of the year, a guy that, uh, uh, you know, started every game for us. Um, you know, but, but I'd highlight him, Pat Fields, uh, you know, Buki, um, just to, as an entire secondary, just seeing guys, you know, I guess, practice at, at, uh, uh, at a speed that, that uh, is necessary to be successful in the Big 12 and just doing it at a more consistent basis. 
How nice is that to have guys that have played a lot of snaps for you a year coming back for you now? Well, you, you and, and, and it's a little bit cliche, but it becomes their defense, you know, and then you try to convince them of that, you know, whatever whatever calls they make are the right calls. You know, you're the coordinator, you know, between the, when the call comes in from the sideline, you take over from there, you know, and so um, j just those aspects of things is, uh, you know, the confidence that comes with, with, with playing in the system and those uh, that, that, that come with that at every level of your defense, you know, but, but specifically in the secondary. And then you have an opportunity to communicate, uh, you know, be between, uh, position groups, you know, safety's talking to backers, backers to safety, safety's to corners and that, uh, which just, um, again, g gives you a chance, uh, at least before the snap, uh, to make sure everybody's on the same page. And Pat Fields and Buki, what steps do you need to see them take this year as well? Well, I think across the board, the, the name this, this fall camp has been production. Um, you know, it, it's not about reputation, it's about production. And so what, 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 what need, needs to occur you know once it once it becomes real in, in a couple of weeks is we got to see the same production that we've had in practice you know show up in games and so it's not okay anymore just to be in the right spot now you got to be in the right spot to have that production um, but but you know we got to get more hands on footballs we, we got to make sure that you know second and third guys uh, at, on the pile are, are, are stripping at balls and so all those things so in any event you know all, I think across the board but specifically in the secondary, I just felt like production was lacking at times, and so that's uh, that's something that's been an emphasis. We've gotten quite a bit, but again, you kind of you know each day you, you go back to zero, and certainly once the season starts. Can you highlight some of the younger guys or new faces that have really been stepping up for you guys here in fall camp? Yeah, excited about the a lot of the the, the young secondary guys. I think uh, uh, when when you look at uh, you know uh, uh, Bryson Washington, uh, when you look at uh, uh, Kent, Kendall Dennis, uh, when you look at Josh Eden, you know, all those guys that that. You know, we felt could have an immediate impact in our secondary, whether it's from a depth standpoint or not, in terms of where they find themselves on the depth chart. But uh, you know, excited about them, and then they, they got to really, you know, hit hit the uh, uh, the urgent button here the next couple of weeks. It's not going to be fall camp anymore. We're going to transition into game week and all those things. And so, you know, really looking for them to to take that next step um, as we go through this. But excited, Brendan Walker. Uh, kid out of Oklahoma City, he's done done a, a really nice job early. And Reggie Grimes, and really just as you go through that younger, and then there's the second year guys, you know, like Jeremiah Cradell, Woody Washington, you know, uh, uh, David Awebu, uh, and then the redshirt sophomore Nick Benito. So talking about a lot of young guys, which is a good thing uh, as as we get into this deal. Overall, how excited are you about the potential depth that you're going to be able to build with well, all those guys? Excited, and it's a unique year when you say depth. Uh, the the it's it's it, I'll just say that it's an interesting year from that standpoint. But it, it's nice to be, be be able to to talk about uh, you know several names um, and 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 they're at the tip of your tongue because some of the things they've done in practice and obviously we got to do it uh, again when it becomes real here in a couple of weeks. And last thing, do you have guys that are you're trying to move around, play in a bunch of different positions, so that if there comes a question of that depth, that they can play, step in. That, and that's been a big piece of uh, you know what we've tried to do this fall camp as best we can. Some of it's been need-based, you know, which which uh, isn't the most fun thing to to attack the field that way. But um, that's something you got to be prepared for. A linebacker that possibly has you know an inside that has to be an outside and outside to inside, uh, you know, an interior defense alignment to, to to maybe being an edge guy, corner to safety, safety to corner. And so, uh, no, certainly we've we've done some of those things in anticipation, and uh, you know you you can you can hope it doesn't happen. Uh, but uh, no, it's responsible to, to do some of those things. Uh, the Sooners' defense improved in nearly every statistical category. OU led the Big 12 in not just total offense, but also total defense in league play. It was the first time that happened in Big 12 history. OU improved from 119th in opponent third down conversion percentage to 17th. 
They moved from 144th in total defense to 24th. An incredible turnaround by Alex Grinch. We'll hear more from the Sooner defensive coordinator later this week as Jessica Cootie went more in-depth with the Sooner DC for a one-on-one that will hit Thursday right here on the Sooner Sports Podcast. All right, so let's go from the safeties and the overall feel of the defense to the corners. He's full of energy. He's ready to go. Roy Manning talking about a deeper group. All right, Coach. Uh, well, I guess let's start with Trey Brown, guy you got coming back, um, has played some big big snaps, big moments for a lot of years. Uh, how have you seen him kind of progress now going into his final season at Oklahoma? Uh, in, a, in a positive way. Um, you know, missing spring and things like that, we're just chomping at the bit to get out here finally uh, this fall. And and he's just been a pleasant, uh, I wouldn't say surprise, you know, it just it's the kind of what I expect out of a guy that's been around now second year under this defense. and fourth year in the program so just really excited uh just been really committed to technique and i think he's finding his groove and what works best for him and 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 trying to do that consistently so very excited how much of a luxury is that to have a guy that's played that many snaps for you kind of helping lead the way in a situation like this where you got to kind of you miss a lot of spring ball and stuff with some of your younger guys yeah i mean we're young across the board as a team and so uh, really going to lean on those uh, returning players and those vets to kind of uh, uh, be our foundation and, and bring these young guys along. Obviously, with the type of year it's going to be, a lot of young guys are going to have to contribute and learn fast and, and grow up really fast. And so uh, he's been doing a great job of being a leader, uh, not just in our room, but but uh, for the team as, as a whole. What do you kind of expect for him? We saw Parnell Motley be kind of the lockdown guy in the league last year. What do you expect for Trey Brown in this year? You know, my message is you can't be Trey Brown in 2019, you know, and, it, it, and if you uh, thought that was good, well, you need to be better. You know what I mean? You need to improve on, on every detail from top to bottom. Uh, one of the big focal points this offseason is, is, is getting that ball back. You know, we, we, we didn't get that done last year. Um, lost a lot of sleep this offseason over that. You know, 11 takeaways won't cut it. And so uh, a lot of that production has to come out of the secondary. And so I'll put that responsibility, uh, that charge on those guys that, that we better get that ball back in, in cornerback world this year uh, to help this defense reach our goals. All right, and Trey Norwood coming off the injury. How has he progressed coming off that rehab and, and getting back out here with you guys? It's been great to have Trey, you know, to get around him and, and just kind of learn uh, what type of person he is, what type of player he is. And uh, he's been great for the room, uh, very, very mature kid. Uh, very focused, and, and, and again, with all the young guys that we're going to be counting on uh, to just have another uh, person in there uh, to balance that thing out has been great. And uh, I know he's excited to finally get back out here moving around after missing last year. We missed him uh, because he's a guy that uh, has been able to play multiple positions for us. So uh, definitely, definitely looking forward to uh, the season he's going to have. And what has the competition been like for that opposite corner spot from Trey? <laughs> you know what? We, we haven't named any starters or any, any ones, twos, anything. We're just letting the guys roll right now. But I think the biggest thing those guys understand is it is no longer uh, enough to just do your job uh, to be on this defense. you got to go out there and finish plays. Uh, we use the term finish and uh, uh, complete the mission. You know, not, not just check that box, hey, I lined up right. You know, I got the call, I covered my man. All right, that, that, that's the starting point for this defense. Uh, now the charge is we got to go make plays uh, in cornerback world, in D-line world, every single position. If you're going to be on that field, you better be producing and be very productive. 
Can you highlight some of the younger guys for you that you're excited about? Yeah, each and every one of them, you know what I mean? And I, I've told them all, hey guys, don't, don't come here with the red shirt mentality at all, you know what I mean, with the uniqueness of this year, but also just the depth, you know, I think those guys are realizing uh, we weren't joking around and recruiting. We said, hey, man, you go play early, you know what I mean? And so they're figuring it out. They're, they're, they're feel, feeling their way through a little bit, and I think they're starting to settle in uh, uh, as we've been able to progress with practice. But uh, all of them, DJ Graham, uh, Josh Eaton, uh, Kendall Dennis, all very, very talented uh, young prospects. And, and, and the biggest thing, the biggest challenge for all of them is how much they can uh, grow up really fast and how much they can focus now with school starting and all those different things that's on their plate as being freshmen and knowing they have a great responsibility on this football side of things. And Coach Grinch was talking about how you guys are moving a lot of people around in a lot of different positions. How do you guys go about that, making sure that everybody's trained and ready to go and can step in in any role? Well, you just have to be prepared. You know, you got to have a have to have a plan, you know, going into each practice, into each week about guys that need work, uh, knowing uh, the uniqueness of this year that in a moment's notice, you may have to take a guy from safety and put him at corner or take a guy from corner and put him at nickel. And so we've been cross-training some of those guys, uh, allowing those guys to uh, uh, immerse themselves a little bit. And, you know, the, the, the beautiful thing for us is this defense is built for this. This defense was was built for uh, some position flexibility and guys to move around and things like that, especially in the secondary. And so our guys have taken that challenge and they're doing a great job. And lastly, Bri, how excited are you entering year two now that you got your system in place and the culture's kind of there, the buy-in's there, to see where this, this secondary kind of takes another step this year? Yeah, you know, even more motivated, you know, even more motivated, very uh, encouraged. But I'm a guy, and, and, and I think I'll echo uh, kind of uh, the thought and the mindset on defense. We're just never satisfied, uh, never stop pushing to be our best. And so we got a lot of things uh, that we have to get done this year. Uh, definitely excited. Uh, because I think these kids understand the message hasn't changed from day one and it's not going to change. And so those guys are bought in. And, uh, and just, again, we got to bring some, some new guys on and some young guys on. But I'm really excited, just thankful that I'm able to be coaching uh, each and every day again after that long hiatus for us sitting on Zoom meetings. So it's definitely not the same as being out here. I had a chance today to sit down a bit with Trey Norwood. This, this is what I love about Trey Norwood and what I missed about him last year. We're only supposed to do a three-minute interview. We ended up talking for seven to eight minutes, and it was just – it was impressive to see how he's changed aesthetically. You can tell he's really worked on getting bigger and stronger, and I think he's going to be a big-time difference maker, that corner opposite Trey Brown. And in listening to Gabe Eicher to talk on his podcast, Gabe said, according to some people he's talked to, Trey Brown is viewed as the second-best player on this roster right now behind just Creed Humphrey, who's projected to be a first-round pick. That's awesome. Trey Brown knows it's a money year. No scouts are going to be watching him. Corners are a valued commodity in the NFL. You saw Parnell Motley make the Buccaneers. Big year for Parnell Motley. Great stuff from Roy Manning. All right, let's go from the secondary to the inside backers. The only guy I really got a chance to talk to was Brian Odom, and we caught up with the second-year inside backers coach. First and foremost, unique. So how have your guys handled kind of the, the Zoom nature of things and just the uniqueness of this preparation? Yeah, you know, we've, everything we do, we try to make any kind of disadvantage our advantage and what can we get out of it. And, uh, you know, from – with the parameters we were given as far as the, the Zoom meetings through all that time. It's, you know, how do we attack it? How do we, how do we improve as a, as a group, as a unit, and individually? Um, 
they've done a good job with that. They've got a, you know, it's it's night and day as far as uh, you know our knowledge of the scheme, um, our feel, you know, and, and with that being said, you know they they start to talk the way their position coach talks about certain plays, certain looks, uh, certain formations, and what they see. So all that's a positive, and it, it kind of stems from being able to to really dive into uh, having the time to be able to dive into some of that stuff over the over this time. You know, last year you talked about the six guys in that room. No one can ever say they didn't get an opportunity because you, know, you like to rotate guys. What have you seen in players taking advantage of those opportunities this year? Yeah, part of that is you develop the room for the future, and and it's not just yeah we want to do everything we can for the 2020 season, but you you develop a room in order to. Uh, give guys experience to when it is their time to be the the focal point they they walk into it with confidence and there's confidence surrounding them within the program um i i've i've always believed that's part of developing your room um but as far as the benefits from that yeah we've got we've got guys that's played we've got guys that's played in in valuable minutes and and uh you know that that experience that they were able to gain a year ago it's 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 very, very beneficial. I, what have you seen from Deshaun White? How has he kind of embraced things? He's taking season? his next step um, of, of, of his development as a football player, as a linebacker in this defense. And uh, I expect a lot of uh, a lot of big plays from him. We, 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 we preach and talk about production with him constantly. Uh, he, he's, he's got a lot of experience. He's no longer a rookie. He's a veteran. And he's, he, he's kind of the... You know, we like what we like to call in there. He's the alpha of the whole group. You know, he's he's the leader. And um, with that being said, he's a guy that, that we expect to have production this year. Speaking of uh, kind of new faces, David Aguebu moving inside a little bit. What's that adjustment like for a player and how has he handled it? You know, he's done a really good job with it. And the reason we say that is because it, it's such a uh, it's such a huge transition it's easy to say I'm going to go from outside linebacker to inside linebacker, but uh, the calls are different. The formations look different. The angle of my vision to where, where my eyes are is different. Um, he's done an outstanding job. It's, I'm so excited about him. He's got, uh, he doesn't have a ceiling and where he can go and what he can do. Uh, his length and his ability to, to use his hands at, that, at the second level is, is really, really good. You mentioned it, and Teddy talks about it a lot. It's not an easy transition when you're going from outside to inside. How much changes for a guy when they do that? You talk about the angle of their vision, more responsibility. Yeah, more responsibility, more. Uh, there's more on their plate as far as uh, uh, communications is concerned, and and being able. You know, a lot of times we are the adjusters. You know, the D line kind of goes where they go. The the back end kind of has who they have. Uh, the second level guys, and not to say that there isn't any adjustments made in, the, in you know, at the rush position, but um, we are the adjusters and we've got to, we're the ones that have to kind of make things go. How about new faces in general? Finally, Shane Witter, how's he adjusting from the college or from the high school to the college game? And where He's do you see him fitting? He's done a really good job and he is what we thought he was as far as the speed is concerned. He's a he's a top five fastest guy on the team, um, very physical player. He's got a nose for the football. Um, he's learning and he's developing, and he's done a good job with that. Uh, you know, it's one of those things. He came here in the in the spring, hoping to develop over that that semester and be able to kind of gain a little bit of experience through spring ball. That was cut short, um, obviously that we know that. But he's done a good job. I'm excited about Shane and his future here. 
um, and his development. His demeanor's right. Uh, he's a humble guy. Uh, he goes to work every day. He works hard. Um, but I'm excited about his future here. Yeah, I failed to ask about my man Brian Mead. He's a, a former walk-on who's on scholarship now, who I think is going to be a big-time difference maker. And a lot of buzz around Brian Asamoah, former Butkus and Bidneric Award winner Teddy Lehman, who's also the analyst on our Sooner Radio Network broadcast, said the key for him is consistency. Make an NFL play one and, and struggle the next. It's just if Brian Asamoah can find that consistency, look out. This year. All right, you've heard from Alex Grinch. You've heard from Roy Manning. You've heard from Brian Odom. Let's hear from the newest member of the Sooner defensive coaching staff, Jessica Cootie, caught up with Jamar Kane. All right, well, how's it been in your first fall camp with Oklahoma? How's it been fitting in with this defense? Oh, it's been really good. Coach Grinch and Coach Odom and Coach Manning have been really good in teaching me the defense. And uh, the players have been very patient with me, too, because not having spring ball. So just trying to learn it all and learn the kids' names and everything's been really fun. Yeah, how has it been with not being able to have the spring ball, kind of trying to get to know the kids and, and whatnot without all of that? It's been exhausting, trust me. It's been exhausting, but it's been fun too. And like I said, everybody's been, been really, really patient with me, calling the players wrong, wrong names and coaching kids the wrong techniques and wrong stuff. It's been really fun though, but it's been, it's been tough. And everybody's been patient with me, but missing spring, spring ball kind of hurt a little bit, but it also helped out a little bit because it sped, sped up my learning curve really quick. So I want to ask you about a couple of specifics. John Michael Terry, right, is in your room. Um, obviously got hurt last year, was expected to play a big role. How have you seen him come along? Really well, really well. I, I, I didn't really watch much film last year because I didn't want to, like, have a preconceived notion of, of the guys. But John's been doing really well. Haven't had any issues with, with the knee. He's been playing hard, practicing hard. He's been a leader. So I'm really excited about John. And Nick Benito is also in your room? Yes. Yeah. Nick's a stud. And, he, yeah, he's had a – played a big role last year uh, what steps have you I mean I know you didn't watch film but it seems like he's probably going to make a big leap going into this yeah, year. yeah yeah Nick the game is slowing down for him so he's really trying to take take over practices and, and just kind of hone his, his techniques but he's he's been very very good good really good player I'm very excited about him and uh, excited to see him out there and play in the stadium pretty soon here can you highlight some of the other guys that we uh, you've been really excited about um, Walker Braden Walker Brendan Walker, excuse me, see, I'm still learning names. Brendan Walker's been doing really well for a true, true freshman, learning it. Um, he hits, he's physical at the point of attack, running around. I'm excited about him. Reggie Grimes has done extremely well. Um, everybody in my room has done well. Stripling, stepping up to, to the plate. So everybody's been, been good. But the two freshmen have been a pleasant surprise because I didn't recruit them, so I got here. They were already signed. And I watched their high school film, not knowing them, not having a relationship with them. I, the unknown was truly the unknown. And then seeing them out here on the field, I've been really pleasant with surprised. So now that we're under the two-week mark, how do you feel about the depth that you've been able to build? Good. Just building it, putting different guys with, with different people. So one day Nick will go with Strip or Perk will go. Somebody will go. I'm just trying to find out what, what our flow is and who plays well with each other. But I'm confident with our depth. We still got to get better, though, because it's never the starters that help you win championships. It's the second guy, the third guy, the fourth guy that helps you win championships. You can build depth. Yeah, I was going to say, uh, you know, obviously with Coach Grinch's defense running in a lot of people in and out, you feel like you've got a lot of guys that will be able to see the field. Yeah, yeah, uh, for sure. We're still, we're still still work in progress, but come next week off a little bit more confident about who's going to play out there. And what's kind of been your message? What do you what do you want your guys to do out there with this defense? I just biggest thing is just hone your skills. That's what we just got on talking about. Hone, hone your skills. So a lot of those guys put a lot of snaps last year, and just you know what you got to do to get ready for the game on Saturday. So just hone your skills and don't practice something and not try it in a team period, or don't practice something and don't try it during during a game. Just hone your skills. 
I think for, for me, being a new guy, so I consider myself a freshman here, just like some of the players, I think Coach Grinch does a great job of just building confidence, building confidence in his coaches and his players. And I feel like when you have confidence in what you're doing, you're going to play faster, you're going to coach better. And he's just, he's just a true leader. And that's, that's, leaders build confidence. That's what he's done for everybody on the defense. You know that buzz that I talked about building around Trey Brown, that, that conversation about how much he's improved. And I sat down with Trey Norwood and saw the improvement in him. There is an equal amount of buzz surrounding Nick Benito. It was Benito. And there is a lot of excitement about what he's developed into and what looks like his second season as a potential starter. John Michael Terry is back. Good-looking group of that rush in. And a good-looking group on the defensive line as Jess caught up with Calvin Thibodeau to talk about the D-line. All right, Coach, well, you're two with Coach Grinch. Uh, what's it kind of – how's it been different for you here this fall camp? You know what, it's obviously we're in the midst of a pandemic, but, uh, you know, it's been good. You know, there's some familiarity with, with, with how the calls are going to be called and, and, and how Crinch wants to do things. And, uh, you know, you're confident that, 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 that you can get it done because you, you have a year's full of tape that, that shows that. And uh, obviously the defensive line is one of the position groups that have, uh, people have talked about having a lot of depth. How excited are you about what you've been able to build there? Uh, I'm excited, you know, we got to get these guys to the field, but, but, but ultimately, man, you know, just staying healthy and, uh, you know, we, we get to that field and then obviously, you know, guys finding that ball, that's always going to be a good deal. And LaRon Stokes, I know another guy you were excited about last year. How do you expect his role to expand this year? You know, he, he's been a leader for us. You know, he's a guy who's played, you know, a lot of snaps and he's coming back. He knows what the expectations are and we, we just look for big things from him. And um, Perion Winfrey, another new guy, is he a guy that maybe you expect to play a role for you guys? That's the plan. You know, he, he's big, he's athletic, and, and, you know, he's a talented young man. So we're expecting big things from him. What other names kind of have stood out for you here in fall camp? You know, uh, Josh Ellison has done some really good things. Uh, you know, you look up, you've been happy with that production. Uh, you look up Jordan Kelly, you know, another body. You know, you, you've been happy with, with, with what he's been doing. Uh, you know, Isaiah Thomas is a guy who's kind of, you know, done both for us, and, and he's done, you know, added value to this D-line from not only the end spot, but also inside. So uh, really, really excited about And uh, you guys always say it all starts up front. Uh, how excited are you about, and how much are you expecting your guys to be able to set the tone for this defense? That's always the plan. That's always the goal, and, 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 and I'd be a fool if I didn't have that expectation. So I, I'm excited about it. There you have it, an improvement in year one from Speed D, what's on tap in year two, we can't wait. Saturday night, 6 o'clock, OU and Missouri State. That wraps up our position previews here on the Sooner Sports Podcast presented by OG&E. Man, thanks to Matt Archibald. My man went above and beyond early mornings, late nights to make sure we got these coaches editing down all the sound. Obviously, Jessica Cootie, she's outstanding. Thanks to Mike Houck. Thanks to Clark Stroud. Thanks to Coach Riley for letting us talk to the assistants. And we'll see you guys back here tomorrow with another episode of the Sooner Sports Podcast as we count down to kickoff. Until then, have a great week. And Boomer Sooner, everybody. Let's jump into Peppa's world of play. Look for spring flowers, hunt for muddy puddles, and bravely explore exciting places with Peppa play sets. Peppa Pig. Inspiring kid confidence.